Do you have a dream for your life? Or have you completely given up dreaming? Everyone can create their dream life. And it begins with your willingness to begin dreaming again. Now, here is the host of It Starts With a Dream, coach and clinical hypnotherapist, Bronwyn Smith. Hello, everybody. It's so wonderful to be here with you today. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about those pesky red flags again. I know I've already done two shows on them and you guys loved them. So I thought I would do another show. And we will be talking about stuff we talked about on the last two shows. And, um, you know, we'll be talking about new stuff as well. But it never ceases to amaze me, you know, about those red flags, not just in other people's lives. You know, it's easy to pick up red flags in other people's lives, but it's in your own life that it's really difficult to pick up those red flags. And um, um, so, you know, be aware of them, but don't beat yourself up too much when you miss them because everybody misses them. And in their own lives, they sort of go, oh, well, that's not really that bad or, you know, lots of people, you know, have that trait or do that or, you know, that's just a confidence thing. I mean, we we sort of um, like talk our, ourselves out of it. We know it's a red flag, but we talk ourselves out of it and that's the the real problem that's the real issue and you know these um red flag shows that i'm doing as you know if you watch the last two episodes all started from a girlfriend of mine and we were talking about um red flags and i said to my girlfriend you know um like i if i see three red flags i move on and and she was like really three and I said to her well how many red flags is it with you she's like I move on on the first red flag and I was like oh my gosh I mean was like totally impressed how sensible is this woman and she's like once you see one red flag you've just got more to come like you just know that there are more to come and and I was like oh okay you know you don't think that's sort of a bit heavy-handed and she was like absolutely not um, I don't want to be a collector of red flags. I was like, oh, my goodness, I was so impressed, so totally impressed. I thought that I was sort of pretty hard-nosed about it with three. You know, three red flags, I'm done, let's move on. There's no point. There's just more to come. If I've seen one, you know, I've seen two, I've seen three, number four's on its way, number five's on its way. I may as well move on right now. But I'd never met anybody that went, I move on after the first red flag. And we should, we all should move on after the first red flag. Because if you see one, you know number two is coming and you know number three is coming and four and five and six and so on. We know the other red flags are coming. So we may as well move on on the first red flag like my girlfriend does because it is so, so smart, so much smarter than waiting for the next red flags. But I was talking to somebody a couple of months ago about, 
you know, one of their relationships. And they were saying to me that um, they were just telling me about the about the relationship. It was an old relationship of theirs and, you know, they'd ultimately left the relationship. Um, about as they were talking, I just kept thinking it was almost every sentence that I was thinking red flag, red flag. And, I, you know, and I kept thinking they're going to leave. You know, the next sentence will be and I left. And the next sentence will be, and I left. And that's what I was thinking as I was being told the story. So I was being told the story that, you know, woman meets man via, you know, a dating app, okay, and they chat on the phone and they're getting on really well, okay. And then he asks her out, but he asks her to his place. I'm like, okay. He asks you to his place, right? And she goes, that's their first date. So he cooks dinner or, you know, has dinner home delivered or whatever. I'm thinking, all right, I said, that's a bit odd. She's like, yeah, isn't it? You know, first date at someone's place, that's a bit odd. And I'm thinking, hmm, it's a red flag. Anyhow, goes, you know, everything's fine. And then... He um, admits that he's on um, house arrest. And I'm like, red flag number two, huge red flag. Like that's like, you know, a banner red flag. Um, But no, they continue to date. I'm thinking, oh, my Lord. And then she finds out he's on house arrest for domestic violence. I'm like... Oh my God. So, <laughs> I'm thinking an even bigger red flag. But no, the relationship continues. And then they move in together. Oh my God. I'm thinking, what are you thinking? You're moving in with this person. Anyhow, they move in, more red flags, they split up. You know, it ends well, you know. It, it ends as you would expect it to end um, and you would have expected it to end like that after the first date, really, wouldn't you? I mean, that was like the red flags then. But ultimately it ended, which was really good. But as I was being told the story and, and, and in much more detail, um, I was thinking virtually every sentence, red flag, red flag, red flag. And I actually said, like, there were so many red flags. And she was like, I oh, know. And I ignored them all. Um, and I was like, well, at least you, you know, admitted to ignoring them. But that's what we do. We ignore them, women and men ignore them. I've seen men in relationships and I've been thinking, like red flag, red flag, red flag, like why are you still there? Red flag, move on, you know, but it might last five or ten years and then the man goes, you know what, I've had as much as I can take of this, you know, woman and this relationship and the shenanigans that goes on in this relationship, it's time for me to leave. They've been in it for like five or ten years. I've also known men to say to me, um, you know, like the relationship's bad, it's always been bad, I've always had to tolerate this sort of stuff from her, Um, but I can live with it 
It's not so bad that I'm going to leave. I can live with it. And women say the same thing. You know, they know that the relationship's not healthy. They've seen all the red flags. They've just learnt to live with the red flags. They've sort of danced around it. Um, And, you know, they're like, oh, well, it is what it is. So, and they've actually, I've had men say to me, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. I can live with it. I'm not going to get divorced and divide my assets and all of that when I can live with this. I can have enough of my own life that, you know, enough of my own life within the marriage that, you know, I don't have to leave the marriage. How unhealthy is that? I mean, just that sentence alone makes it a huge red flag. And I don't understand that. But maybe you guys do. Maybe you guys go, yeah, I get that. I completely understand where he's coming from, where she's coming from. I understand that. I don't. But if you do, fill me in. Email me. Tell me the other point of view. Leave a message and let me know because I'd really love to hear the other side of that because I so don't understand it, never have understood it, possibly never will. But I've had people say it's, you know, it's okay, I can live within the parameters of this, even though when you say these are just huge red flags, they agree, they're like, I know. And they were there from the time we were dating. Um, They got worse after we got married, but they were certainly there before we got married. So um, people know what these red flags are, you know, and um, and they just ignore them. And the red flags can be, you know, completely abusive. Like it can be abuse. And um, um, but people will still make excuses for them. Or, or people, you know, will still say that they can manage them. Like I know one girl, one woman that's in a relationship and the way her boyfriend carried on at one point was like completely inappropriate, like it was abusive, it was totally inappropriate and she left. Kudos to her, like I was so impressed. She was just like, this is inappropriate, this is abusive, I'm not putting up with her, pack your stuff, get out. He didn't live there. Um, He was just like staying there the night or a night or two. But anyhow, she said, you know, get get out, get the hell out. Completely, um, you know, appropriate for her to do that. But what happened was Three or four weeks later when everything had settled down and the missing started, you know, she started to miss him, just wanted to make sure he was okay, you know, all that sort of stuff, which is basically just going back. And they had this long chat and he said that behaviour would never happen again and rah, 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 rah. And so what happens? They got back together. And, you know, will that relation, will that um Will that relationship work? Will that behaviour continue? Behaviour will continue because that's who that person is. You know, Oprah, who I love, you know, I love Oprah. And she says, you know, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. 
Like, of course, believe them. Why would you not believe them? They know who they are better than you'll ever know who they are. And if they're saying to you and showing you this is who I am, believe them, good and bad. You know, if they're showing you the most kind and wonderful and thoughtful person, then believe them, hang on to them and love them to death. They're the person for you. But if they're showing you, you know, that they're mean and nasty and resentful and, you know, put you down and basically they're abusive, again, believe them and run for the hills. Run. Run for the hills. That's not who you want to be with. And you'll always feel insecure with them. You know, you'll be washing up and, oh, my God, it will be too loud or you'll be, you know, ironing something and it won't be ironed properly enough. Like, whatever, iron it yourself. Fuck off. Um, But, you know, that's the sort of relationship you're entering into. And that's not for you. There are heaps of nice girls and nice guys around that you can be dating. And then it comes back to do you feel good enough? Do you feel lovable? Do you feel worthy? That's what it all comes down to. So we'll talk about that after the break. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network, and I'll be back in just a moment. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. <laughs> this is It Starts with a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Yes, everybody, come into the chat room. I love having people in the chat room. Um, and I read the what you put in the chat room in the breaks. Um, and um, Sarah's put, I want to start listening to the first red flag from now on, uh, for sure. 
And it's really interesting, you know, a, a red flag can come from anyone, not just, you, you know, a person that you're dating, but it can be um, a friend or someone that you think might be a new friend. Um, it can be a boss or a client or it can be from anybody, you know, another mum or dad at school it can be from anybody. Um, so when you, he you know, hear a red flag, you just like give that person a wide berth. Oh my goodness, do I really want to be friends with somebody that speaks to me that way or treats me that way? And we've all had people that do it. You know, I had, um, I met a woman through another friend of mine and, um, you know, we got on really well. And um, the friendship, between the woman and my friend sort of seemed to dissipate pretty quickly and I thought mm, that's odd because you know he generally has lovely people around him and um you know once you sort of become friends with him you sort of stay you know friends with him for like years and that's what I'd noticed about him and this woman sort of came into his sort of friend orbit and then left pretty quickly and I was like Oh, okay, that's interesting. Anyhow, then she came into my friend orbit and um, she really wasn't a friend. You know, she, if she could put that, you know, mean comment in, she would um, as often as she could. And I, and in the end, I was just like, you know, I've, I've had enough as well. Like I'm done as well with you. And um, so she sort of, you know, left my life and I was like, oh, that's good. Anyhow, I bumped into her a couple of years later and silly me, you know, I, you know, red flags be damned. And I let her back into my life. And, you know, she came in like probably at the, at the beginning, you know, no red flags, but then pretty soon after red flag and red flag. And of course, you know, I ignored it because I thought she's fun and she's good company and, you know, I just ignored it. Anyhow, the red flags became so big that people were asking me about it. People were like, why are you letting her treat you that way? You know, I, so that's how big the red flags were. I was like, I know, but I just don't want to, you know, um, like rock the boat. You know, if I start rocking this boat to Put it right I'm gonna to have to sink the fucking thing and to get her off it and then rebuild the boat and I really just don't have the energy and my friends were like really that's not like you and in the end I was like okay you know I'll I'll sink the boat and I did I sunk the boat everybody sort of <laughs> everyone went you know under the water for a little while and I had to rebuild the boat but I rebuilt a better boat and you know plucked all the people out of the water who I really loved and the people and you know that I wanted close by and the people that I didn't want close by I just put them onto the beach and like let them dry out and my boat was way better then my new boat was way better than the old. I had just lovely, lovely people close to me and, you know, all was good. Um, so it can be friends. It can be, you know, people that 
you meet through other people. So it's not just your significant other that you have to look at red flag, look out for red flags. It can be anyone, anyone that comes into your orbit, whether it's, you know, a friend, a client or whatever. And they come into all of our lives. It's not just mine. It's not just yours. I mean, I know we all go through parts of our life where we think, is it just me? Is it really just me that this is happening to? No, not just you, not just you. And it can be in little ways, like (laughs) I had to take my car to a mechanic earlier this week and um, um, I couldn't get into my normal mechanic and it was a bit of, it was urgent because my brake pad light in my car had come up on so it needed to be fixed quickly and I travel quite long distances and um, so you know I can't be traveling on worn brake pads so I had to have it fixed and I thought while I'm doing that I had to have it inspected the car inspected to be re-registered so you know I rang around you know my normal mechanic he was too busy that's fine and I ran rang around and I finally found another mechanic that could fit me in, which was really great. So I took the car up and he was kind enough to drop me back to my house, which was, you know, about a 10-minute drive, but was really kind of him. Anyhow, mum rang me during all of that and I told her the story how I need this mechanic and she said, oh, what's the mechanic's name? I said to her, mad. <laughs> so, you know, Hopefully it's just an acronym and and not, you know, who they really are. Well, the jury is still out on that, on whether it's an acronym or who they really are. And they were really nice and they seemed to have done a really good job, but they took issue with the oddest things about the car. And and they were like, you've got to go to an auto electrician. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm happy to do all that. That's fine. Oh, but everywhere, everyone around here, you know, is like has a two or two to three week, um, you know, waiting list. And I'm like, okay, well, I need it done the next few days. And they just seem to want to put obstacle and you know, obstacle upon obstacle in my way. And I couldn't sort of work out why. And that's not me, you know, and it, it it does, it overwhelms me. And when I get overwhelmed, like all of us, I get irritated. So I um so I was getting a bit frustrated and I kept saying to them, stop just putting an obstacle there, help me find a solution. Is there another way around this? Can we do X, Y, and Z? Nope. That's the only way. No, that's the only way. And everyone has at least a two-week waiting list. So you can't do anything for two weeks. And it was almost like, you know, they were sort of happy about that. And I thought, "Hmm, this is really weird. And because I thought that was really weird, it sent up a red flag. And I thought, unless I absolutely have to come back to you, I'm not. I'm not going to come back to you. And they had said, oh, we rang one auto electrician that we thought might be able to get you in quicker and he's got a two-week delay as well, but he wants you to call him. Thinking why? Like a mechanic can explain what's wrong with the car way better than I can. Um, But anyhow, I ended up finding an auto electrician who could look at the car the following day and I got it sorted. Um, But it just sort of... I just was like, 
I felt ill at ease with that mechanic. I can't put it any higher than that. They seemed to do a really good job of everything I got them to do. They seemed, it seemed to work really well. So I can't have any complaints about what they, you know, did with the car. It was just this feeling about this issue that they raised, that they all sort of really didn't want it to be resolved, which I, I just left me feeling very uncomfortable. And, you know, and when you feel uncomfortable, that's a red flag. You know, it's your body saying, hang on a minute, there's something not right here. You can't put your finger on it right there and right then, but there's something not right um, with what's going on. And it might be because I'm not a mechanic, so I don't really understand it, but my feeling in my body was that of, being uneasy with this um you know with this mechanic not physical uneasiness but just feeling uncomfortable and that within itself it's, is a red flag that's your body saying something's not right beware beware of what's what's being told to you or how they're presenting themselves there is something for you to be wary of with this interaction and so I just took that on board. I was like, okay, that's a red flag. And um, then someone else recommended another mechanic for, you know, for me. And I went to them. And again, I had a real, I had another, not a, I had another not feeling comfortable. Not, not as uncomfortable as the first mechanic, but not feeling comfortable. So I then sort of thought about it and I thought, you know what, I'll go back to my original mechanic where I do feel comfortable, you know, and I do feel like I can trust him. So this morning, very, very early, as soon as um, he opened, I went up to his workshop and I said to him, you know, hi, I need this issue to be resolved, blah, blah, blah. Can you do that for me today? And he's like, yeah, of course I can. He was really, you know, his normal stuff. Of course I can. You know, come back later in the day and I'll help you. So that's really nice. But, you know, as I said, if you feel uncomfortable, take that within itself as a red flag. There's something that your body wants you to, to be aware of and be wary of. So don't, don't dismiss that either. Don't go, oh, you know, that's, that's a silly feeling. No, 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 no. That's the right feeling. And you may not be able to figure out why. You may never figure out why. But if you're not feeling comfortable, then, you know, take heed of how you feel. Um, and it doesn't really matter, you know, where, what it is or who you're interacting with. It can be, you know, you might be interacting with a salesperson or a tradesperson or, in my case, a mechanic, and you might get that feeling. Um, and, you know, take heed of it. It doesn't matter that your best, you know, it's your best friend's plumber. Your best friend said, oh, my God, he's the most amazing plumber in the whole world, blah, blah, blah. You don't feel comfortable. It doesn't, something doesn't sit right with you. That is a red flag. That's your body giving you a red flag. Uh, mm, be careful here. 
danger, danger, be careful here. And that's when that's why you should take heed and move on, see if you can find another plumber or whatever who you do feel comfortable with, who you can talk to, who will explain whatever the hell is going on. Um, you really should listen to your own body because it's um the you know gives you the best warnings ever. So um, you are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, on Inspired Choices Network, and we're going to have another very short break, and I'll see you soon. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream, with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host Bronwyn Smith on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming yeah, shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Bronwyn Smith, and you are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network. And today we're talking about those pesky red flags again. Um, and they really are pesky. They come up and you see them and you're like, oh, my God, that's a red flag. And then what do we do? You know, like, well, most of us, I would say probably over 90% of us, at least with the first one or two, we, you know, dismiss them or ignore them or, you know, make excuses for them. Oh, he was just having a bad day. Oh, he was just stressed. Oh, that's not really what she what she's like. I had a client one day send me this text that was like that long telling me, you know, how I was just like not good enough and, you know, telling me I was hopeless. I mean, just using those words, you are hopeless. I, was like, I just read them. And, I mean, I've got a good sense of self and I knew I hadn't done the, right, the wrong thing. I knew I'd done the right thing. 
um, by this client. She just didn't like the outcome. The outcome was not my fault. The outcome was, you know, um, her fault essentially, you know, that was, and she didn't like that. She didn't want to take responsibility for what she'd done. And so rather than take responsibility, she sent me this huge text telling me I was at fault. And um, um, anyhow, I just I just didn't even respond, which, you know, when you're dealing with those people, that annoys them more than anything else. So I just didn't even respond. Anyhow, um, then she sent me a text saying, um, I'm sorry, this isn't really who I am. And I'm like, I read that and I'm like, yes, it is. This is exactly who you are. This is why I didn't respond because this is who you are. And I don't want to know who you are. I don't want to know, like, you're a liar. You're, you know, you'll say anything not to take responsibility and you'll blame whoever uh, rather than take responsibility for you, you know, for yourself. Like, you are just completely entitled. You are absolutely entitled and I don't want to know you. Anyhow, so when she got no response from me, she rang my secretary my se and my secretary who um, was very lovely at the time and we're still friends um, and she was like, oh, really? That doesn't sound like from when? Oh, really? And she was a bit perplexed by the whole thing. And she rang me up and I said, none of that's true. She's just a liar. And I said, I'll forward you her text to me. And she said, her text to you. Didn't you send her a text? And I was like, no, I haven't responded to her, but here's her text. Anyhow, my secretary got it. She rang me back and she's like, oh, my God, she's such a liar. It's like I said, I know. Um, and but that text was, you know, the hugest red flag to all of us. And you know, I said to my secretary, just bill her, make sure we're paid, um, like never have anything to do with her again. And we never did. Um, I think she rang up a couple of months later and wanted us to do something, and we just said, We're just totally, we've got so much work on, we're so busy, we just can't fit you in, we're really sorry. We can refer you elsewhere, which is what we did. And I was just like, they can have, I never want to see her again. But it was a massive red flag. So, you know, red flags can just be people being really entitled, people never taking responsibility, those sorts of things. Oh, it's not my fault, it's his fault or it's her fault or whatever. Um, and... Um, um, they just never take responsibility and they're completely entitled, you know, I should be given this and I should be given that and blah, 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 and they shouldn't be given any of it. They're not entitled to any of it. You know, you're entitled to what you work for. You're not entitled necessarily to handouts or you're not entitled necessarily to, um, you know, to a certain outcome because, of you know how much you earn or what position you're in or any of that sort of thing you're not entitled to any of that and all when you see somebody acting in a certain way then um you know you should know that um that they feel that they're entitled and that is a red flag so um I'm going to go to another um, 
quick break and I'll be back in just a second. You are watching or listening to It Starts With a Dream on Inspired Choices Network and I'm your host Bronwyn Smith and I'll be back in just a moment. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host Bronwyn Smith on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host, Bronwyn Smith, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Many of us settle for our life rather than creating a life we love. Be abundant, be fearless, be mindful, and create an amazing life. Tune into It Starts With a Dream with coach and clinical hypnotherapist Bronwyn Smith for inspiration on how to be your best self and live your best life. Are you ready? Are you ready to create an amazing life? Then join us for It Starts With a Dream with our host Bronwyn Smith on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Oh, no. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is It Starts With a Dream with host Bronwyn Smith. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Bronwyn at BronwynSmith.com to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. Hello, 
everybody welcome back i'm your host bromwyn smith and you are watching or listening to um it starts with a dream on inspired choices network and today we are talking about those pesky red flags again or maybe they're not so pesky maybe they are actually a wonderful gift maybe we should be really grateful for them because they're showing us you know, some danger that there's something not right with a situation or a person um, or maybe an event or maybe it's even a deal that, you know, you're doing a deal with somebody and you can see all these red flags um, and you just don't really feel comfortable. And whenever that happens, for me, it's a warning sign. A red flag is a warning sign, a warning that, you know, something's not right, that something um, is going to, you know, come and, you know, hit you in the backside down the line. Um, and it's something that you shouldn't move forward with, whether it's an event or, you know, um, a relationship or some sort of contractual thing um so you know that the gut instinct the not feeling comfortable all of those are types of red flags it's just a different way of getting your attention and so whenever you see or feel a red flag you should pay attention this is a warning sign this is the universe or my body or my mind or whatever giving me a warning sign of something that is not right and I mean you know there's many times when we see or feel or um, even hear a red flag and we take heed and we think no we're not doing anything further with that person or that event or whatever it is and then months later we find out that it really wasn't, you know, a good deal for whatever whatever reason. It wasn't a good situation for whatever reason. And we think, oh, thank goodness we, took, you know, we heeded that red flag. Thank goodness we were like, yeah, we're going to follow our gut instinct and, you know, not continue with that person or that deal or whatever. And um so, you know, sometimes you look back and you're like, good call. Yep. You know, I'm going to follow my instinct, follow those red flags more often and, you know, and then enact on them because I know that they're to my benefit now. And sometimes, you know, they're you don't feel like it's to your benefit at the time and then you look back and you're like oh thank goodness thank goodness you know I've had you know friends and acquaintances and you know I was you know um, a lawyer and I did family law at, um, for a long time and I'd have clients mostly female clients saying you know I just had a feeling I should check my husband's phone and they did and then they found out he was having an affair and in that moment that red flag, um, um, that red flag was like, you know, not a good thing. I've just found out my husband's cheating on me and that's, you know, not a good thing. And, um, um, you know, and uh, their whole world imploded. You know, their family went 
um, their marriage went, like everything went in a like a nanosecond in that one tiny split second of looking at their husband's phone and finding out he was having an affair, bang, the whole their whole world blew up. Um, and it really, in that moment, just seemed like the worst thing they could have ever done. Oh, my God, why did I follow my intuition and look at his phone? Why didn't I just dismiss that feeling? Why didn't I turn, you know, turn the other way? You know, all of those sorts of questions. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I do the next? And yet you'll talk to them two or three years later talk to the women two or three years later and you'll say, like, how are you feeling now? Um, or especially five or six years later and how are you feeling now? And most of them will say, oh, my goodness, thank God I looked at the phone. Like, you know, in the second when my whole world imploded and everything blew up and I'm screaming at my husband because he's having an affair, that was the first I knew. And, you know, they were like crumpled on the floor crying. In that second, they, you know, obviously none of that's good. But then two, three, four, five years down the track, as they've rebuilt their life and, you know, created a lovely home for their kids and created a really nice you know business or gotten a really great job and they've created a nice life for themselves a nice home for themselves and their kids a nice life for themselves and some of them have gone on to you know um, meet and marry like a wonderful man and have a wonderful you know relationship and they're they're then like, thank God, it was a good thing. In a second it wasn't, but long term it was a good thing. And really I knew that that was, you know, I knew something wasn't right. I knew something wasn't right with my husband. He wasn't acting the same. There was something off and I couldn't put my finger on it until I read that text or those texts. And then I knew that, you know, what was wrong? They were having an affair. And that's fine, like, you know, if he wanted to do that and blow up our relationship and our family and all of that, that's fine. But what I've now got is absolutely wonderful and um, I'm so happy with my life now and much happier now than I was back then. So. It can all work out for the best, especially when you think in the second, why the fuck did I do this? Why didn't I just stay with my head, you know, like firmly underground so I didn't see or hear anything? Why, why didn't I just stay being a mushroom? That would have been so much better. And I could have just continued on. But, you know, it was your gut feeling. Um, um, yeah, so I'm just reading the, I'm just reading Sarah's um, note to me. And she said, I think that is so great to look at red flags as gifts. Such a great way to put that. Yeah, it is. It's a great way to look at it. They really are gifts. They are warnings. And if you look at them like there's something really good, no, this man isn't right for me. 
And, you know, it's a red flag that this man isn't right for me because a good man's coming along. That's, you've got to get rid of this awful red man, red man, red man, <laughs> this awful man that has a red flag to make way for the new man that's lovely and I said to my girlfriend you know who said one red flag and then she moved that man along and she said I would move them along as quickly as I possibly could because I wanted to get to the guy that had no red flags as quickly as I could I wanted to get on with the nice relationship that I was destined for rather than the, all the horrible relationships that you know I was going through and she said like anyone I had you know some men with lots of red flags some men with just you know one red flag but she said I knew I would eventually find my man with no red flags and that's exactly what she did so she was like one red flag move along next 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 and then she said she finally found her man and she's been happy with him ever since and um you know he's kind and lovely and sweet and they're very happy together and they've been um, together for a number of years now so that's the way she looked at it she looked at the red flags you know show me your red flags as quickly as possible so I can just move you along and I can get to the right man and she still said it took her a number of years and it took her you know a lot you know a number of men that a num and a number of dates she had to go on she was like but as soon as she saw the red flag move on so always look at it as a good thing if you possibly can I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it in that second especially if it really you know implodes your life like a divorce or something like that or like that you know friend of mine where um, I knew that it was going to affect numerous areas of my life um, if I did something but I just bit the bullet one day and I um, you know sunk the boat and then had to rebuild it and it was great like in the moment it was awful and then you know once I'd done it and I realized it's not as hard as I thought I was going it was going to be it's not as drastic as I thought it was going to be and so um I um you know when I did it I was like oh and then when I had actually done it and it turned out okay and I rebuilt the boat pretty quickly and you know put my lovely friends close to me on it um you know, it wasn't as dramatic and as drama-filled as I expected. So sometimes the expectation is worse than, you know, the reality of it. Sometimes, you know, once you do something like that and get rid of the people that are, you know, putting all these red flags up um, and you think, oh, my God, this is really going to, um, you know, rock the boat drastically because it might be someone like your mother-in-law and you think, oh, my husband's going to hate me. And what about the kids and all of that? And sometimes it's just not as bad as you think it's going to be. Um, I knew one woman who had put up with a lot of crap from her mother-in-law for about 25 years. And they went to dinner every Friday night at the mother-in-law's. And every Friday night, she just told the daughter-in-law, like, you know, what was wrong with her and she wasn't good enough and blah, blah, blah. Anyhow. 
one day the daughter-in-law had had enough and she stood up and she said to the mother-in-law, I'm fucking sick of the way you speak to me, blah, 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 blah. Anyhow, the daughter-in-law went right off and she said, like, I'm never coming back. I've been doing those awful, awful dinners for 25 years and I'm never setting foot in this house ever again in my whole life and I'm never going to, like, go near you ever again in my whole life either. And and the daughter-in-law stormed out. And um, the mother-in-law, she was like, I'm really impressed with that girl. She's finally had the balls to stand up to me. I'm completely impressed with her. So the mother-in-law, you know, a week or two later went round to see the daughter-in-law, apologised for all the hideous things she'd said and done to her over the past 25 years, and then started to treat her with a bit of respect. My daughter was like, and the daughter was like, I'm still not going to your place for dinner. And she's like, oh, well, don't blame you after all the things I've said and done over the last 25 years. I don't blame you. But every, you know, couple of weeks, the mother-in-law would ring the daughter-in-law and say, well, you know, I'd like to take you out for lunch. Would you like to come to lunch? And they'd go and then have a very pleasant lunch because the mother-in-law was completely respectful of the daughter-in-law because she'd stood up to her. Now, that's not how the daughter-in-law thought it was going to go. She thought her whole life and her marriage and everything was going to implode. But, in fact, it all got better. So, you know, sometimes using these red flags to your advantage and standing up for yourself is the best thing you can possibly do. So treat them as um, a, a, as a gift, as warning, certainly as a gift, and, you know, get rid of that person in whatever way you think appropriate out of your life, even if they're a family member. And you might think, oh, my God, it's a family member. I'm everything my whole life's really going to implode and maybe it will but maybe in imploding it might get better or maybe you know the person that has been disrespectful might actually respect you for standing up to them and it might really just change the dynamic within the family and so you might be doing a really good thing so don't be scared of red flags embrace them do what you need to do and certainly, um, you know, get rid of the person or take heed of the red flag and do what you need to do to protect yourself against whatever it is, a person, a relationship, an event, you know, it might be a contract, whatever it is, take heed and do whatever you need to do to protect yourself because in the long run I believe that those red flags truly are a gift and they're a gift in the form of looking after you, a gift in the form of making sure that you are always protected and that you always have the right, the loving, the warmest, the kindest people around you to support you and to love you. And so Um, As I said, don't be scared of those red flags and I shall see you next week and I hope in the interim you have an absolutely fabulous week. Thank you for listening to It Starts With a Dream Show with Bronwyn Smith. Arrange your one-on-one appointment today with Bronwyn via email at bronwyn at bronwynsmith.com. It Starts With a Dream with Bronwyn Smith. Returns on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 6 p.m. Pacific, and Thursday at 11 a.m. in Australia on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until next week, dream big.